بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده ما بعده سيستس on the subject of dealing with pain dealing with um, grief dealing with uh, bereavement and so on um, this is the second part of uh, what I already mentioned and uh, so what must you do one um, thing which helps is to journal um, that is writing a journal to face and deal with your emotions so that you don't become hopeless despair is against islam despair is kufr we never despair what helps us enormously is to remember and understand that we are in this world for a short period and our real life is in the akhirah <clears throat> so whatever we have in this world or what we apparently lose in this world is really something which we would have lost anyway no matter whatever you had the day you die that goes anyway so okay before that day, day you lost it a little bit earlier but that's it we have not lost anything which we would not have otherwise lost except when we do something wrong because then we are losing the rida of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which we need not lose so in the case of a bereavement in case of loss and so on what helps is to journal write journal writing to process your feelings is a wonderful technique to help to deal with your emotions and your grief so write out your thoughts and confusions to sort them out journal about your feelings from day to day use gratitude journaling which is write about the things that you are happy about and you are thankful about and no matter what situation we are in there is always something to be thankful about so focus on that and focus on the blessings even at such difficult times and um, another thing with people uh, the all of these things they help to uh, deal with the emotions and grief just like talking or counseling the psychiatrist elizabeth kubler ross in her research with terminally ill patients wrote a book called on death and dying and in that book she wrote something called sera s a r h now when i counsel people i tell them to make friend with sara this acronym refers to the five stages that someone who gets news of terminal illness goes through the same happens to people who face death of a loved one or divorce or loss of employment or business failure even critical feedback now the stages are the first stage is shock where and which is really denial because you're saying no 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 sorry sorry this 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 is not happening this hasn't happened to me i have this is wrong cannot happen to me so it's that's that kind of reaction so where you cannot believe that it happened or that it is happening you refuse to believe it you feel trapped and you look for a way to escape you want to wake up from the nightmare and discover that though you were sweating uh, you are safe in your bed in your own bedroom until you realize that you are awake and that it has happened to you now this is something which happens um, individually it is happens something which also happens collectively to nations and it's by um, is my uh, assessment that the muslims collectively as an ummah 
are going through this and we are still at the first stage shock we cannot believe that it's happening to us that whatever is happening in the world we are still in a state of denial we are still living in the glory of uh, bygone ages we are living in the glory of uh, empire and what not and we refuse to accept and understand that those days are long gone and today we are in serious trouble and we have to get ourselves out of this so we are still in that state of stage of, of shock the next stage is is anger so sa next stage is anger anger is come is is a, is a, accompanied by a lot of anxiety and anger is the body's natural reaction to threat and often there is no greater threat than the loss of someone you love or the loss of the way you envisioned life would be anger can also feel powerful during times when we feel powerless so now somebody is dead you are completely helpless you can't do anything you know you, you have no power uh, you are very helpless but you also become very angry you say why did this happen why did this person have to die uh, why did my you know near and dear one why did this person have to die? and so on or, or with terminal illness you know why did i get it you feel helpless and this terminal this there's no cure for this you are going to die with this thing but we don't want to uh, first we don't want, don't want to accept it and then it brings about a lot of anger um anger uh, you may you may, in that in that context you might feel you might experience nervousness palpitations restlessness irritability shortness of breath and so on now you are looking for someone to hold responsible so people look around looking for scapegoats someone to blame uh, you might find someone and maybe justify and maybe justified in that or you might just strike out and even hurt someone who is not responsible for your loss <coughs> so this can happen third one third stage sar which is rejection and this stage is characterized by an overwhelming desire to return to uh, re- desire for life to return to the way that, to the way that it was so this is something something like shock and anger saying no this is not happening sorry i i i refuse to accept it doesn't happen so it's it's another another way of uh, uh, of of uh, denial uh, depression is a real possibility here uh you may feel a loss of energy and you might cry more often than you usually do and it you might you know therefore need some professional help it may also feel that uh you may like uh, you may have less motivation uh getting up and go- and getting up and getting out of bed in the morning can become a problem going to work can become a problem uh you find that the activities that you that you used to love and enjoy uh, no longer interest you Uh, you may refuse to meet people as uh, seclude yourself and in the case of terminal illness especially you start now um, shopping for opinions so you you, seek, you look for a second opinion a third opinion a fourth opinion and this stage can feel as though it will it will go on forever and acceptance the reality that this person is physically gone or this new reality is a permanent reality this might seem to be impossible then we come to this stage of acceptance now this is when actual some work can start a work of healing can start here which is that acceptance and this is when you know that the emptiness is now a part of you and it feels somehow as if it belongs this does not mean that you're okay with whatever the loss of someone you love will never be okay <clears throat> but gradually you will be able to come out of seclusion and start your normal routines the goal in this stage is to learn how to live with this loss and create a new normal despite the huge peace that is missing and routines help 
enormously and so does aerobic exercise. And the uh, last one is help. And this is through prayer, through dua, through uh, reading of Quran, uh, through a lot of zikr. One of the most helpful azkar here is to send salat and salam on Rasulullah Durud Sharif. Also, counseling, uh, you might need uh, maybe some medication, you might need counseling uh, or even therapy for that matter and other means to learn to come to terms with the bereavement and think about life ahead. Now friends, and that is not just anybody but knowledgeable friends who know what to do, uh, they are a huge help. They are they help enormously. Uh, we, you need people to share your grief with, to talk to, people who will listen to you and just be there and help you to come to terms with your loss. This is the, um, uh, in the next episode I will talk to you about what you should do uh, as a friend. How, how can you be a good friend to somebody who has been bereaved? Um, I want to end with the hadith of Rasulullah uh, he went with Abdurrahman ibn Awf uh, when he heard his son Ibrahim uh, was, was dying. So he went with Abdurrahman ibn Awf to Ibrahim's uh, wet nurse and uh, to their house and he took his son in his, in his, in his arms and uh, tears were flowing freely from his blessed eyes. So Abdurrahman uh, was surprised. He said, Ya Rasulullah, you are weeping, you are crying. Rasulullah said, yes, the eyes weep, but the heart is content with the, with the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, so in Islam, we are allowed to weep, we are allowed to cry uh, as much as you need to, but never to complain, never to curse, and never to uh, express despair or anger or anything like this with regard to the qadr of Allah. We accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's degree and we say Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal and we accept that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whatever he does, uh, he does uh, for, for our best and he knows and that we don't know.